The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. versus LaGrasso right here on Vincent's the brand, Big Vito brand audio. I'm the Mrs. Part, I'm Noel. This is the Mr. Part. He's Big Vito. How are you today? I am doing fine. <laughs> Hello to everybody. I hope everybody's having a great weekend. Hope everybody had a great day today. You know, we have some great things to talk about. I know Noel's going to, you know, start this off by, you lost. Hey, Vito. You lost. <laughs> you lost by a lot. Almost 70% of the vote was for me. Um, now, tell the adventure. people what I lost over, and I'm going to give my retraction. All right. You said that before you make a relationship serious, you should wait five years, where I said you should wait one. And a lot of people had a lot of things to say about Jesus Christ Vito. Five years is like half your lifetime. And like, you know, did you ever want to have kids? Because you'll be 80 by the time you get married. And, you know, things of that nature. So you lost again. You've been losing this entire relationship series. I feel bad for you a little bit because you keep losing. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Apparently, you know, relationships are not your thing. They're not. But I want to say something, okay? I'll sit back and give you the floor, sir. Thank you. Okay. To everyone out there who says we have to be a year, you know, in that year, did you stay celibate? Did you abide by all the rules of, you know, not consummating or having sex before marriage? But nobody to, said Can that. I? Can I? Can okay, I, go ahead. Thank okay. you. So when all you guys are chiming in with Noel, okay, and you're saying, oh, veto this and veto that, you mean to tell me that none of you wanted a piece of ass and everybody just <laughs> went home and friggin' did their thing alone? You didn't want to go home with the chick. You didn't want to have a relationship. You, everybody went home, helped themselves and went to bed. Right? Okay. Right. Everybody's perfect. Okay? Guys, if you want to friggin' be pussy whip son of a bitches, okay? Here we go. Here we go. All right? That's all well and fine. But don't bullshit me about having this one-year relationship because you know what happens once they go cray-cray, the red flag goes up. You say, hold on. Oh, shit. I ain't getting nowhere. I got to make sure that this thing ain't going to escalate into some bullshit. Guys, you are full of shit. Some of you don't have a backbone. Some of you are forced to get engaged. Some of you are really like pressured into it. Some of you still live with your moms and dads and want to get out of the house. So of course you get married and go make someone else's life miserable instead of being assured and know that this is the one, you know, we took our time, we went through things, we got to know each other. I know you cray, but I can handle your cray, all right? I'm going to need somebody to interpret what the hell you just said. 
Stop being fake on our podcast. Please. Nobody is being Stop fake. going with Noel on every single goddamn thing. But be- what voice was that? What were you possessed? I just Vito, the thing is, here's here's the bottom line to the whole thing, Vito, is that um you're just wrong and you just can't ever just say you're just wrong babe nobody agrees with you you know like no nobody agrees with you i hate my hair today you know what the point is is that everybody likes to be against me and it's like me against the world well Vito, your views as we have said many times on this show are a tad askew you don't have views like other people have views you live in your own world you know once there was a rumor started by an asshole that said that I pressured you to marry me, and obviously that person didn't know you because nobody pressures Vito LaGrasso into anything. That was my Vito promo. But nobody does pressure me. I did feel yeah, a little pressure only... for your mother and father and stuff. No, you didn't. Your mother not. promised me snow tires. Did she pay? You live in Florida. What the fuck do you want snow tires for? Did she pay at the time when I was in Pennsylvania? She, I, I remember there was a presentation of a tire. There was supposed to be four ties delivered to my vehicle, and she reneged on it. Listen, I didn't have a dowry or anything, Hobbs. Like, you just were there. You're lucky you had me. Your brother used to beg me to marry you. Told me to to get pregnant to trap you into marrying me. I didn't do any of those things. Hold on a second. Your brother said this. Hold on. Everybody tried to trap me into marrying them. It's not just you. Not me. I didn't try to trap you. Oh, not me. I didn't try to trap you. I didn't. Just me. Just me. And you lost the vote again. And you lose every week. So I'm throwing you a softball this week. Because I no. just feel so fucking bad that you lose no, every week. I don't want you to. Day. And you want to know what else, people, okay? You're probably going to agree with Noel again, right? But it's my birthday, Mom. Has anybody... Oh! 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 <laughs> you just said... Oh, I didn't even mention it's my birthday, but now here we are. Now. Here we are. Now it's your birthday. Mom. It is the sixth of June. Will anybody from the Russo brand send me anything? Uh, why do they have to send you something? Because I entertain these fucking people. Yeah, but they pay for entertainment. They don't pay me. Yes, you do. You're the only one that makes any money. And then you're like, tell them to join your Patreon. Patreon.com slash Big Vito Brand. Tell them to join your Patreon. Nobody wants to buy you anything. What do you buy a guy who has everything? You have everything. I don't have everything. What don't you have? I'm selling my car, people. That, that, true story. I am selling my car. Because I want to buy it. Are you cold? No, I'm buying a Mercedes. I thought it was a Corvette. What happened to the Corvette? I'm going to get both. I give up. I give up with them. But I got to tell you something. Some of the Cadillacs I've been looking at lately... I found one that was a bouncer, like old school Eddie Guerrero one. That was, and he showed it to me, sent the video. I only want eleven grand. I stopped and said, "Bye." You didn't want a bouncy Cadillac. Then there's another guy who just had one for four thousand. It had the rims. You talk about speakers. I think the speakers were worth six thousand. The car was worth maybe a grand. I like how you say speakers. Say right. it again. Speakers, right? I love accents on a man. So, I just, you know, I've been looking. 
I've been trying to look, but there's a lot of shit out there. You know what I mean? And you don't, I don't want to settle for a shit car. And I'm not going to invest in somebody's shit. You want to know what the worst thing is when you're He's buying a, a car? No, hold on. You want to know what the worst thing is when you're buying a car? Is that you scroll to the picture and the person's taking a friggin' photo with them in it. Or they have a picture of their fucking leg. I don't want to buy your leg. I don't want to buy your ugly... I don't want to, I don't want to buy your ugly ass... All right, I don't want to buy your wife or your girlfriend or somebody waving or a kid on the hood because then there's scratches on there, okay? Can we um can we can we do the podcast? There's um you know podcast we're doing. Did anybody notice that my beard is looking fabulous? You did you have been saying it's been looking good. Can we can we do the podcast? Are you done? Are you done ranting? My you birthday's called? coming up. I will put I will put up a wish list. Thank you. I hope somebody loves me out there. Somebody. I haven't bought you anything for your birthday yet. I know you haven't. That's oh, your fault. Oh, wait a minute. We went clothes shopping today. Got, last week I went clothes shopping for Noelle. She needed some clothes. I got this shirt. Yeah. I, <laughs> Daddy went out and bought Noelle some, some clothes. And did you know what she also did this week? That you say you got to make sure you know your spouse. You got to make sure about everything. I signed Noelle up for a Versace account, right? Do you know what she did and posted on Facebook? That I diet and kill myself and I'm trying to, you know, I'm doing this great thing about bodybuilding and everything. Did you know that Noelle signed me up? For Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I see this You get thing. all the discounts now. Right to I your phone. I <laughs> saw this pop up in my email. And I was like. <gasps> I can give them their fo your phone number. So that they can send you text messages. About I donut discounts. I says. I do Versace. You do Dunkin' Donuts. And why? Because Noelle loves Dunkin' Donuts. And she figures if I'm there. When she's there. She'll go. Hey brother. Can I have your donut since you're not going to eat it? That's not true. I want you to eat. You love crullers. Mm. I want you to eat a cruller. Hey, you know what? With these tiny glasses, because I broke like every pair of my glasses. With these tiny glasses, I look like my mother. I look like my mom a little bit. You owe me snow tires. I don't know you shit. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get to the topic at hand. All right. I hope you guys have been enjoying the show. We try to change it up. I hope you uh, get the feedback that you are enjoying them more. I'm very happy about this. So, Noel, why don't you tell the people what today's This is kind of a big deal, guys. This isn't... Oh, yeah, I forgot that went up. This isn't a regular um, Mr. versus Mrs. vote today. This is a deadly serious, serious thing. We are finished our relationship series. You lost the entire series. Congratulations. <laughs> You suck apparently because, a no, relationship. No, and you know why? <laughs> Don't take his advice apparently. No, hold on. That's because we're going for two for 20. I want a piece of ass and I'll see you next week. Oh my God. Don't listen to him if I, going forward. If Thank God a, Virtue didn't listen to you. If there was a horrible accident and Noelle said, I don't want to be married to you no more. <laughs> I want a divorce. I don't love you. Get out of my life. You would cry. I would say, okay, my shingle's out. Big V's back what on the market. What does that mean? Well, shush. But what does that I'm mean? back on the market. All right, ladies. I know you want to have a little bit of 
that secret sauce. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So once you get the secret sauce, you know what comes the secret sauce? You get some two for 20, some appetizers, some sausage, some chips, a little something, and then go to fuck home. Shut up, you. Shut up, you. Number one, nothing's going to happen between you, you sure? and me. You yes. Sure? Yeah. Because, like, nobody else could put up with either one of us. There are people who want to try. Who to put up with me or you? Oh, well, you know, you like those senior citizen ladies. Anyway, um, we have been having a discussion this week, which is what's leading us to today's vote. Vito is changing his look around, as you can notice. He has this lovely beard that we're looking at here. And uh, he's getting some new tattoos done. He's in the process of doing different things. He's doing a different look for himself. He wants to debut a whole new Big Vito, right? Vito brought up a subject to me that I find quite fascinating. See, young Vito LaGrasso here has not had hair since about 1982. He is debating whether or not he should grow hair on the top of his tiny, shiny dome. We are going to discuss this, and we would like you guys to vote whether you think Big Vito LaGrasso, Skull Von Crush, should have hair on his tiny, shiny dome. Vito, what do you think? I don't know, it's up for debate. I haven't tried to grow hair in a very long time. Mm. And uh, it did take me a long time to grow a beard. I mean, I used to never made maybe a couple of hairs on my nose. But it finally grew in a couple of shots at it. Finally now, I have learned the secrets <laughs> of grooming a beard and keeping it. We bought a... Um, a safety razor. Yeah, we bought him an actual a beard trimmer. Beard trimmer. So a, can... a professional one. Mm -hmm. not, not the cheap one. I spent some, some dollars, yo, on this beard trimmer. He's been spending dollars on his grooming lately of his face. And every Friday, I go to the hood. And I, this Friday, I actually had, a, I had an awesome time there with the guys. It was great. I was so happy to go. But there's nothing like them grooming and fixing and lining you up and taking care of you. It's a beautiful thing. And then when you come out, you look good, you feel good, right? And that's what it's all about. Looking good, feeling good, being positive, and, and having a good conversation with the guy, like in uh, Coming to America, talking shit, you know, going back and forth with the guys. Vito's whole life revolves around what movie he can live next. He realized, like, when we used to go into Philly to Russell, you used to be like, I feel like Rocky. I feel like Rocky. And now, like, you're going to the barbershop, and you're like, it's like coming to America. Everything for you is like living a plot of a movie. <laughs> got to do it all. But this week, we're going to actually talk about me trying to grow hair. Now, I will start tomorrow, and I will try just to do the top. Are you really going to do this? Because we got to let the people vote. Well, you're just going to mess around. But you, you're saying, yes, you'd like to try. I, ladies and gentlemen, am undecided. You see, as much as I would love to see what this gorgeous, handsome piece of ass looks like with hair, 
everybody knows I'm a little partial to bald guys. I got the Yul Brenner thing going on. You know what I mean? Like I have like a thing for that kind of bald look. I, you know, I'm, I fell in love with this luscious shininess of your so head. I, I don't if know. If I I'm did grow, I think I would just do the top. Now, if I had something going on like this, that would give me a fucking look. Like, Let me look at your head. Here, move your head down here. Let me see. Let me see. Now, see, this is perfectly smooth. I can feel a little bit here and some here. I don't know, babe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's head of tails, right? Plus, I've been doing tails. <laughs> Plus, I've been doing something very different the past week and a half. This has really made make a difference because my wife noticed it and a few people did notice it. My face has changed. My complexion has changed. I have, I have um, upped my beauty prowess and secrets, but the one thing I've been doing, I've been wearing a hat every day. I have not been exposing my face or my head to the sun. And it did make a big, huge difference. Vito. Yes. Let's run some what if scenarios here. What if your hair grows in right. and it's pure white? Are you gonna dye your hair? Uh, we need it's to know these white. things to make an educated uh, decision. If it's white, if it's silver and black. Salt and pepper. I don't know. It might. It actually might look good because silver and black is in, and with my complexion, the way I look right now, and I do have a little silver and black going on here. It's not fully black, but you know, I mean, I take care of it. I groom it, make sure it's all now, looking good. Now, I've done some, I've done some testing of you with hair. Ooh, hmm. I will have it up on the screen there for you, ladies and gentlemen, but. Let's discuss. So that'll be up on the screen. We're going to put it up there in front of Vito so he can see. So Vito, as you can see, we have some pictures of you right there. There's you as a bald man, okay? And then there's you with a John Bon Jovi. I'm not really sure what to call this. What do you um, think that is? That's, that's almost like a Mickey Vork kind of a thing going on there. Yeah. And then there's just a goatee, which I, I think is very attractive, the just goatee I'm really look. not that crazy about the goatee. Really? I think that's very sexy. Well, let's go on to the the uh, next page here. All right. So then we have you having like a buzz cut. It's not done very well, but we have you having like a buzz cut, right? Right. And then you have a little bit of color with a black hair, kind of a hair straightened look. And then in the corner up here, everybody I've shown says you look like Snape from Harry Potter. And then you have another like goatee look there. But, I mean, this is some examples for you guys to look at. Then we go with that. Now that's a full beard, long hair, like you got like a Jesus look. I don't know guys, it would be tough. I mean, what do you think? Like does Vito have like a Jesus look? I mean, you know, wear sandals and robes and stuff? Like you kind of have like a, but I do see the, like the Snape thing here in the corner. Like I, I do see that. These are some examples of what Vito might look like if he grew hair. Now, Vito, here's the other question. What if, what if, now you haven't tried to grow hair since the 80s, correct? Mm -hmm. What if nothing comes in? That's fine. I don't mind. You don't mind if you start growing a little bit of like little like horseshoey hair there? No, I, I'm not. I'm going to shave this. 
because I don't want because I want this to be full. I want this to be the front part, right? So I'm going to shave the sides all the way around, and I'm going to see what grows in the middle. If it grows in the middle, but that's what I want because I never liked anything on the sides. I always well, you got to grow a little bit in on the sides eventually, but weird. we have to start here first. All right. So you're saying you would like to try this hair thing. So you're saying yes, Vito should grow hair. I'm okay. saying undecided. I'm not sure. I kind of like the, the Yule Brenner thing. Yeah. So, like, I'm kind of into that. But I would also be very curious. Now, we also have a category that you and I haven't chose that maybe the people would choose, which is the no category. So, do you guys think, on this very, very important vote, should Vito try to grow hair? We have, yes, he wants to try. Me, undecided. And then we have no who is nobody, but it's a vote for you guys. So, guys, this is important. Vito's changing his look. He needs your help. So you've got to vote. you got five days to do that over on Twitter, at the Magic Tea Spiller. Should he grow hair? Should he not grow hair? Should he grow, uh, like, a full-on, like, snake look? Let us know. We want to know what you guys think. We will say next week what the thing is. And maybe next week, maybe. Vita will have some hair, and we can judge what we think about it. I mean, I'm a little excited about, like, something, you know, different. I'm a little hyped. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little hyped about it. I do, know, I do notice when you look at me on camera, I do look really different. I told you you look different. Do you want to try purple? No. You don't want to see what that looks like, like a little but purple hair? with opening up, like... Oh, are we getting naked? No, but I'm just showing the people, like, with the face and with what I'm doing body-wise. And when you look, the bald kind of life goes. We need this vote. We, we need this vote. vote to happen. We got it. We got it. No, we don't have to zip it back up. I was kind of enjoying Easy that bit. look. Wrong count. That's kind of, like, into it. Baby, remember what happened this morning? How can I forget? All right, close the show. We got a little bit longer. Baby. Got a little bit longer. You can't rip the people off. Hold on. We're not ripping the people off, but Floyd Floyd Mayweather fight is on. And I know it's very important to a lot of people, but it's more important to me. So I want to watch to see if he gets knocked the fuck out. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Make sure you catch us here every week on... Vince Russo is the brand right here on the Realm Network. Vince bought the Realm Network. Yeah, what is this about? <laughs> and remember our sponsor, Goomba Sauce. Goomba Sauce. The Sauce of Champions. TheSauceFella.com is where you can get it. They will ship it right to your home. We thank them for being our sponsor here with us. Also, Vito, over on Patreon, you can check out... I love VD, M-O-B. We have an interview with an actual vigilante Batman-type guy from Pennsylvania. He's got a huge following. He catches child predators, and we want to know how he does it. So he's going to be on Patreon this week with Big Vito. Make sure you check that out. Also, Vito, we were on Twitch with Mr. Virtue every week um, for Getting Color, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch. Join us for those chats, they are a good time. And I think that is it for this week, my friends. So don't forget to vote. Catch us on Big Vito Audio, Big Vito Patreon, Big Vito Twitch. We love to hear from you guys. And we'll catch you back here next week on Mr. Versus Mrs. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. You've heard the term getting color. But do you know...
What it takes to get color. The hard way. The hard way with Big Vito Lagrasso. Makes the best size each. I got a guy in the DMV. I got a guy for the limousines. Cigars, forget about it. Nothing but coupons for me. And a guy is Johnny Thursday, and he's also with me. Even got a guy in the feds and the NYPD. Tips me off on his raids and informants that may be. I got a guy with a boat that put you to sea like the Navy. You wanna bend, got a guy. Threats, got a guy. Need money, got a guy. Protection, got a guy. Welcome back, everybody. It's the BIGV from the LOG, Big Vito LaGrasso. And this is the interview that I've been saying I have in the bucket list. This was one of my favorite ones. Last week, I did Sinatra. I'm going to top it with my good friend, my tag team partner, my godfather of godfathers. You wrestle like a champion, my man, Nunzio. James, how are you today? I'm doing very good, man. I can't top that introduction. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you very much. Doing well. Doing well. All Thanks right. Now, now, it's my pleasure. I know we've been working on this, and everybody has real life after wrestling. You're busy. I'm busy. Everybody's doing their thing. Now, what people don't realize is that um, James and I happen to know each other for a very, very long time. Now, James, I want you to tell them about the first time we met. And then I'm going to go into something really cool, something I wanted to do my whole life, but I just never got the opportunity. James, take it away. All right. Well, the first yeah, people don't know. I went to you went to Johnny Rogers School. I went to Gino Caruso School up in uh, ECPW in Jersey, and uh, I was starting on the independence. And the first time we met was in the Dunce Center for Dennis Glam. I was with the Kodiak Bear, and I was with uh, Gino Caruso, and uh, that's the first time I met you. And I believe. Back then, you were actually starting to do uh, jobs for the WWE at the time. Yes. So I was seeing you on that. So that was in Elizabeth, New Jersey. So people mm-hmm. don't realize, I go way back with you. People are like, oh, I had you hook up with Vito. With the, uh, I just did a podcast yesterday. Um, and I, we ju- I just told the story. I said, nobody knows. Before that, Vito and Guido in, um, in WWE, I know him. Well, you're one of the first guys besides Bear and Gino and Rocky Jones and those guys that I met in this business. And um, that's the first time I believe uh, that we worked. I forget who you worked that night. I didn't actually work uh, because I just went there to meet Dennis Glam. Bear worked with, I think, Nikolai Volkov. Uh, and then you worked. I forget who you worked. And then it, had to be, it had to be Snooker or somebody. It had to be Snooker or Sergeant Slaughter or one of those guys because I was wrestling on the WWF TVs. Everybody knew me from there, so they used to just put me with them because a lot of people thought I was on the contract. But... But you had every show. 
Yeah. I just saw you. I, I didn't even realize you worked with The Undertaker, too, back then. Yes. You were Skull Von Crush. Yes, sir, I did. Now, James happened to do something that was very unique, something very cool, and something that, like, James is actually a pioneer in. And James, tell them about your mixed martial arts career when you used to do shoot wrestling. Well, I did. Um, so I did independence for, for a couple of years. And in 1993, I got an opportunity to go to uh, Nashville, Tennessee uh, for the shoot group, which I didn't know was a shoot group in the very beginning. It was called UWFI. I actually didn't know what submission wrestling was. I didn't know what shoot wrestling was. But I wrestled in high school. I was an amateur wrestler and I was captain of a wrestling team. So I knew how to wrestle that style. I just had didn't know the kicks and the submission holds. In amateur wrestling, the object is not to go more than 90 degrees to, to the point of break. Well, in UWFI, the object was to go more than 90 degrees so people would submit. So that was that part was all new to me. So um, I got a call up. And me and Gino actually went down to, um, to Nashville for a tryout. They called the school looking for guys to come down for a tryout. And there was like 10 of us that went down. And uh, after we stayed there for a week, and all they did was was stretch us, which I didn't know what that meant at the time. It was Billy Scott, Gene Lydic, and they all knew. I knew how to wrestle, but when you're going against guys that are great wrestlers too, not professional wrestlers, you know, wrestlers, no, wrestlers, and then know all the chokeholds and submission, you can't do nothing against them because I didn't know any of that. I never did any of that before. But I was able to fight through the, the, the practices and, and work, and they kept two of us out of all of us. And uh, they ended up moving me to Nashville, Tennessee, and they ended up teaching me uh, the, the kickboxing part, the boxing open hand punches. Uh, then they started teaching me all the submissions, and we started going to Japan. They were paying for my apartment. I lived with Gene Lydic. Uh They paid us $200 a week to train, four hours a day, and paid for our meals. And then we would go to Japan every three weeks, and they would give us like a grand on top of that. So you're making a couple of grand a month, but you really weren't spending money. But that was very good for me at the time. My first time I actually got out of New York, I was living down in Nashville, Tennessee for a couple of years, uh, basically until the company closed down. And then I came home and ended up going to ECW. But when I went there, I couldn't capitalize on any of the UWF stu I stuff I did because Taz was doing the shoot fight gimmick there. That was well, his gimmick. Now, you, you say you learned, right? And I remember calling you, say, hey, man, I want to do this. I know I could wrestle. And it was so tough for me to get in there that I actually was like, you know, I was, I was talking to James every month. And I believe... 93, 94, 95, I think it was Puerto Rico, Santa Domingo, Memphis. That's where I was at the time. So I was trying to branch out, and I already been, I already been to Japan. I've been to the WWF. I've been a few places, but my, I really did want to do the shoot fighting because I knew I would have been very good at it. Now, after, go ahead, James. No, no, I'm not cutting you up. The reason with you, with, with you was by the time that you actually would, would really wanted to go there and get into it, they started, business started going down. When I first started going there in 90, end of 92, 93, we were in like, uh, not the Tokyo Dome, but places that fit 30, 40,000 people. By the time you were interested, they were kind of running out of money. We were in arenas that fit two, 3,000, so they weren't ready to invest in too many more people. I don't think it had anything to do with you, but I knew business was bad. I knew right away. That the last six seven months I was there, the houses were going down. People stopped believing in it. You now between between us and I think it's out now. That was a they made us tell everybody it was a shoot. It was a ninety percent shoot, ten percent work. Meaning if you got when you when it was match time, if you got in there and defend yourself and you're supposed to go over, that guy will beat the shit out of you for ninety percent of the match oh, yeah. and then put you over in the end. 
So it was a 90%. It wasn't like professional wrestling. They weren't like a couple of times I took a few kicks and I took like a back bump and they're like, no, 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 no back bump. You got to, they want you to fall like you just got knocked out, not take a, a flat back bump, you know? Um, so a lot of people don't know that. So it was a 90% shoot. But towards the end, when you were talking about coming, they were already kind of going out of business and they weren't really bringing Americans over. I wasn't even going over full time anymore. Now, James, you took that great experience, which enhanced your career as a wrestler, because everybody knows you can't learn everything in pro wrestling. You got to branch out to different styles and different places in different companies. And basically, you went to a different kind of territory with something that was very in, because when you were doing it, Hoist Gracie was doing it, Shamrock was doing it. All those guys were making prime time big bucks. Uh, um, Shamrock was in pride when I was in UWFI at the time. So there was no such thing as UFC or any of that stuff. It was really just in Japan. But right. he uh, Shamrock worked for pride. The Gracies were doing stuff. It wasn't until like 95, 96 that Dan Severn was in UWF for a little while too. Dan was there. And then uh, and then he went. Then the ultimate uh, fighting opened up in like 95, 96, somewhere in there. Yes. And that's when Kevin Varlins came in. And did the thing with Taz. He, uh, Kevin did pretty good. I on remember. That. I remember. One thing and then Taz beat him. They wanted him to beat him in like two minutes just to get Taz's gimmick over, you know. So then UFC kind of started back then. But that's kind of like after UWF and then Ken Shamrock and all that because Pride closed down, UWFI closed down. And then it was like 95, 96. And that's when we ca I came home from Nashville and Japan and I ended up going to ECW. And that's yes. when I couldn't, I couldn't carry over the shoot style or they talk about that. Until later on in my ECW career, uh, Joey Styles would bring it up because Taz left already. Taz went to WWF, and that gimmick was gone. So they never could put me over as a shooter because they already had a shooter. 